0: Hello and welcome to the Jordan High 2004 podcast.
1: This is your co-host, Steve. And I'm your other co-host, Gonzo.
0: We have a very special, exciting episode for you today.
1: Yeah, this is... I mean, you guys know the title. It's Bonnie, my wife. Bonnie Pastorini, formerly Bonnie Lamon. Um, but this is someone that both my sisters are like, when is Bonnie going to be on the podcast? <laughs> and... We were supposed to record with Bonnie on Sunday and Monday morning. Both my sisters text and were like, "I don't see an episode with Bonnie on." <laughs> so,
0: I want to give. They really want to hear. I want to <laughs> give like a special shout out to Bonnie because she is a huge part of what makes this possible. Because uh, we do the recordings at Gonzo's house. We do them late at night, and she just makes. It's so easy for us. She takes care of the kids and makes sure that they're not loud and just does all these things behind the scenes to make it so that Gonzo and I can hang out and laugh with people and hear good stories. But really, without her, it would be a lot more editing for Gonzo to do because she just she keeps everything. And easy I'm, not, for us. I'm not that good
1: at editing, so you would just see, you would just hear kids crying on the background.
2: I think yeah. they already came down like <laughs> three times tonight. So yeah, I'm doing well, a great job there, but.
0: No, but thank you for being on the show, buddy.
2: Yeah, you're welcome.
0: (laughs) So, how did you see yourself in high school?
2: Okay. Honestly, high school, that time for me, was not a great time. Um, I didn't see myself too great. I... Pretty much, the, I mean, obviously, I knew this question was coming, and stuff. So, question, like, the thing is, is like, I always felt not good enough. But background for that, like, it's kind of similar. You, me, Steve, have a kind of similar with our parents on that background. Um, my parents split up when uh, I was a teenager, and so it definitely made for a not good home life. Um, And I know a lot of people don't have great home lives and stuff like that. Um, Unfortunately, though, I just didn't deal with it in the best way. You definitely dealt with yours a lot better than I did and had a better way of having an outlet for that. Anyway, and then as cliche as it sounds, um, I definitely had daddy issues, (laughs) you know, kind of not, Totally similar. Your dad was in a different state. I think he said he moved to a different state. My dad didn't. He was actually in the same city. But um, I never, I would see him like very rarely like for being in the same city. I would probably see him once every three months for something like that. And it was, I don't know, it was just always like a weird visit or something like that. But anyway. And then my mom was the same too, had mental breakdowns and was just pretty much all over the place. She was very una- unavailable, like, just lock herself in her room and be just unavailable or just be super intense, like, coming at me, I don't know, it's just, she was really hard to deal with. So I don't know, it was really hard to, like, home life was just no fun. and. Anyways, but yeah, with my dad, he just, I was, I'm the only girl, I have three brothers, and I was never really made to feel like daddy's little girl, like he just honestly just made me feel not good enough, and um, he made several comments at me throughout my teenage years, and they still kind of, those those, I can remember them clearly to this day and stuff, and so, um, (laughs) I don't know. If anything, all you dads listening, the daddy-daughter relationship is very important. And if you have daughters, do you know, just make sure you treat them like they're the world, and you tell, make them feel like that. I mean, because that's the, your first relationship. A girl's first relationship with a guy is with her dad, and so.
1: You tell me that all the time, and yeah, I feel like you, the way that you've talked to me about it, has really. Informed, like my relationship with our girls, like I think about, like I try not to make comments about their body, you know, or just just because even though our kids are little, but I don't want to put that stuff in their brain mm-hmm. already. And I I do think about yeah. like my relationship with them because of the stuff that you've yeah. told
2: me about. And that. it's it's all around. It's not just appearance. It's um, abilities and what they're capable of doing and because um, my dad's made comments to me physically, like about my physical parents, but also like about my abilities and not believing in that I can do much or something. So, but yes, luckily, Gonzo, you're an amazing <laughs> dad to our girls and you are the complete opposite and you treat them like they're princesses and always encourage them and make them feel like they're capable of anything, which is so important. And. But anyway, so, honestly, okay, so high school time for me, like when I think about that time, high school's kind of a side note for me. Like, I'm not saying like high school was really bad or great. I just, I went. I went enough to just get by and graduate. Um, I wasn't a star student, and I wasn't like a failing student. I just did the bare minimum to get through it. But, yeah, that time for my life, it's, like, when I think back, it's not really, like, I'm, like, oh, yeah, high school happened then. Um, I know a lot of you, like, so far, you know, a lot of the podcasts were being, like, oh, great memories in high school and stuff. And it's about, like, their actual, in high school things, like, dances and stuff and games. And I never went to any dances. I never went to any games. I was just never involved in any high school stuff. Um But still, that time in my life is kind of still a hard time to think back about. I went, uh, the route I went is I was rebellious. I guess you want, if that's the right, the term you want to give it. Um, I just started partying, drinking, and so that was a big part of my high school time. I was, (laughs) I did a lot of, Parting, honestly, um, yeah, uh, and I guess that I I did it. You know, I was thinking about that, and I think I the reason I like a lot. I'm not saying the only reason. There's probably several reasons I went down that path. But you know, like I was saying, I just never felt good enough for a lot of things. Like I just um, high school, you feel like you have to, you know. If you, I've just never felt good enough to try out for anything or be in anything involved in anything. But thing with partying and stuff like that, it's like and drinking and being drunk. It's does not matter how shy you are. It doesn't matter how unconfident you are. When you are drunk, it it doesn't matter about all, all those. Things. Way. Yeah. yeah, all those things don't matter. Um, because what obviously alcohol does for you and or does to you and stuff so yeah um do
1: you feel like the parting was connected to like the stresses at home so it's like it's so stressful your parents are kind of like or I don't know maybe you're not getting their attention or something or and then it's like is it kind of a way to medicate yourself like to say, a, like, like a you know, yeah.
2: yeah? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, there's many reasons for it. Um, I, was re- I think I was really angry too at that time. I know, and that's another thing I hear, you know, a lot of people think, oh, high school, is such a happy, go lucky time, carefree time. And honestly, I was really angry a lot then. Um, like, issues, like, my mom tried to like commit suicide a couple times. And and I felt like being the only girl. I had to. No, it sounds funny. Like why? But like I just had to deal with a little bit more than my brothers did. I'm not saying that this stuff doesn't affect them. Of course it did. But for some reason there was just this pressure put on me. It's
1: like male female roles like you're supposed to be more like yeah. caring or, or, or yeah. giving. Yeah. You know, and
2: body. so like even the time like my one, the first time my mom attempted a suicide. It was like, I'm the one that got contacted for it. I'm the one had to inform everybody, and I think it was just too much for me at that time. And I was just, so. How old were you? That first one, it was beginning of senior year, so I would have been, I don't know. 16. 16, yeah, I'm young for our grade. So yeah, I was, but anyway. I can't imagine
0: how much pressure that would be just to try to feel like you have to take that on.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. And so, but then there's funny thing with my mom. That's another relationship. I feel like she always put so much pressure on me because I was the only girl, but I felt like I never lived up to what she wanted from me. I always felt like I would sacrifice stuff for her and stuff like that, but it was, I just never felt like, there's another so I never felt good enough for her either like so I don't know I spent just a lot of time just putting myself I don't know I just um never felt good enough for so and I had a hard time with friendships too in that time I jumped around friendships a lot I don't know why I had a really hard time maintaining friendships and I think maybe that stems to I just didn't feel good enough and and I still struggle with all this today and I know you want to get to what I've learned and stuff a little bit later and stuff, but, um, take your time. No, but
1: so as a, as a teenager, you were angry, rebellious, and you like the party. Yeah. And you felt like you weren't enough.
2: Yeah. I just,
1: and dealing with a, a big, big messes at home.
2: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just saying, like, why I, I drank a lot it was because you didn't have to worry about not being enough when you were drunk. And I'm no, uh, I mean, I, trust me, I totally support the uh, the um, <laughs> alcohol age and stuff. You should not be drinking like that when you're that age. You are immature and you get put in situations that are not. <laughs> The most, the best, or the safest, and you know, luckily, I have made it out of it, and I, I've definitely put—I don't know—say, put myself into situations that were not safe and could have gone a lot worse. So, I mean, I, oh yeah, drinking like that is just not a good thing for teenagers because they're stupid and they. Immature, and it's so. I mean, that's how that's how teenagers are, they're supposed to be that way, and the mixture is not a good mixture. So,
1: if our girls are listening to this in 10 <laughs> years, just because mom dreams in high school doesn't mean you get to, <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> like, you know. I'm not saying I am not like ever tell them this stuff. I mean, they're so they're still young right now, so it's like not really something I think about a ton, but I'm not really like ashamed of it um i've learned a lot from it um but yeah it's nothing i really i don't want our children to go down that path of course but i would i don't really have a problem being open about it and and i don't have a problem sharing with them about you know some of it <laughs> so but,
1: all right so um who are you now describe yourself now as an adult
2: um well, I'm definitely someone that still struggles with not feeling good enough. If I look back in that time, I don't regret i don't because I don't really like the word regret honestly because I mean, if one, if I did that different things maybe I wouldn't be where I am right now. I might not be married to you, and we wouldn't have the life we have, which is great and and I learned a lot of lessons and stuff, but as far as education, you know, high school, yeah, I could have applied myself more. But the one I do wish that I applied myself more is college. I would, and that just goes stems back to I just did not feel good enough. I never I went and I took some classes and I always scared myself out of it because I just thought I'm not good enough to get this done, to go down this path and um, it was just pounded in my brain and it's been really hard to over these years to overcome that thought and it's definitely hasn't gone away. I have So many aspects of my life, I mean as a wife I feel some, not good enough, as a mother I feel not good enough, but who I am today though is someone who wants to overcome that. Um, and then, you know, going back to my mom, she, I mean, she's probably feels the same way about herself. She never did anything, really, with her life. I mean, she doesn't get out of the house hardly anything right now. I mean, so...
1: She's, like, an amazing photographer, but she's but, so scared to put herself yeah. out there. And like, like, her stuff is, like, magazine good, but it's like, she's just so scared to share it.
2: Yeah, and so I had that example also, you know, and that's, I've just, I guess, my parents have been my biggest mountain to get over, is the example they set for me in lots of ways. Um, I'm not saying that they're horrible people, I mean, they were definitely loved uh, their children and they tried their best, but sadly, they did not give us the best example when it comes to a lot of things. And for my mom, she just did not give me the best and a good example of trying to Confidence, achieve. Yeah. yeah, achieve and be confident and get the most out of life and stuff. And so I'm, what I learned today is that I want to be different from my children. I would say I kind of failed when I, you know, had the opportunity as a young adult to find what I'm passionate about and um, pursue it, and I, you know, I think that could take me down, and I could just accept that and be like my mom and just, you know, go on to my 40s, and my 50s, and my 60s and do nothing and just hardly ever get out of the house. But what I've learned is I'm determined to not let that fear of not being good enough when I I want to go back to school yeah. when our youngest he's only you know two and stuff like that but when he is old enough to be in school longer I am determined to find something that makes me feel empowered inside and you know it doesn't have to be big it doesn't have to be like well known what you're doing it just has to Make me feel like I am giving it my my all in this life, and I and more than anything, I want to be that example for my daughters. I want them to really carry their model girl power throughout their like their life. I want them to know that they're capable of anything, and so.
0: Do you feel a lot of pressure to be that kind of mom or that kind of example to your daughters?
2: Is yeah, pressure? but it's not a bad pressure. Um, it <laughs> actually brings me that lot of happiness. Just
1: yeah, It's like a desire. Yes. It's not like a pressure, like, like a, this is on me, but it's a desire coming from you out. Like, I want to do this for them. Yeah. I want them to look up And it's not meeting. to say
2: that's not scary, but I mean, I'm still scared. Because, like, right now, like, yeah, I'm saying our son is only two and still needs me. And I'm that is still several years in the future. So, I, but I'm still scared as hell to, like, take it on when it comes time. Like, but I am determined to not, like... To be like my mom is another cliche, like, to, so, and it does, it actually, it's both. It scares me, but it also excites me and stuff, so, I want to take on another chapter, and I don't know, I'm excited to do it, but.
0: You know what that, that's awesome. You know what that makes me think of is when, uh, when Kobe Bryant died, all this stuff came out of, like, hashtag girl dad. And, like, it was a huge thing of, you know, like, dads that are super proud of their daughters and doing these things for their daughters. And I just had the thought of, like, hashtag, like, girl mom. It's like, you're a mom to your daughters. And for those of you that know their daughters, they know how sweet they are. But, like, the Pastorini's daughters are, like, super cute. And the sweetest little girls. And my kids love them. They love coming over to play and do things with them. And Gonzo and Bonnie have done... An amazing job with their kids. And um, I don't say that just to make them feel good. I like I'm sitting here. I'm mostly observing these two married people talk to each other and have like this. I'm just I'm almost just observing a really awesome experience. Um, but I just love that idea of like you want to be a girl mom. Like you're going to show your daughters that they're freaking loved and that they can do whatever they want because you're going to be an example to them. You are an example to them and you're taking care of your kids and sometimes taking care of kids is a lot and I think there's a lot of moms out there that can hopefully, they can relate and they hear that and it's like you don't
1: get a lot of time for yourself.
0: You don't get to do things.
1: Especially our little boy, he has some difficulties and he requires like double or triple the attention that the girls ever did and... Bonnie is, takes the brunt of it and he is he is also like the biggest mama's boy so he's like on like on her like white on rice like all day long <laughs> yeah
2: and it's been challenging honestly these last two years has been probably the one of the another most difficult in my life and I, that's hard to say because I've not you know when you say that about your child it's but he's my little boy who I love so much but it's been another trial cuz um, questioning myself make me I am saying that I don't feel good enough to be the mom that he needs to be and so it's been it's been a difficult two years and it's a another thing that I have to work daily on to Tell myself I am good enough. I'm exactly what he needs, and just not to get discouraged about it. But.
0: You said you, you said you don't like the word regret. So you don't regret it. Yeah. What? Like, if you could go back and talk to 16-year-old Bonnie, like, what advice would you give her, knowing what you know now?
2: Yeah, I knew this one was coming too, and I thought about this, um, and. I don't know. I, first, of all, I thought, you know, I don't know if I would go back. Honestly, I know, and give myself any advice, but then that's not fun. I know. So, I just, you can you can say that. You, you can
1: can say like? Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't say anything to her. It's like, <laughs> you'll figure it out.
0: At, on, on my, at my wedding reception, I looked to my grandma who was married for like fifty something years till my grandpa died, and I was like, Grandma, do you have any advice for me? And straight face no (laughs) I have no advice for you for your marriage and she was dead serious like she didn't want to give me anything so no could be an answer if you don't want to
2: yeah sometimes it's just best to figure it out I have a
1: question Um, so your daddy issues is that why you married such a bad boy (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) I
2: get it (laughs) I couldn't resist those bad boy vibes. Oh, so thrown at me there. That's why we got married five years after we actually met. Cause I just got to stay away from him, but I couldn't resist. Couldn't then.
0: resist try so <laughs> that's funny. Do you um? Do you have something that you're passionate about right now, or something that drives you?
2: Um, I think that would like kind of go back to what I was talking about with like my girls and saying how much I want them to know that women can do anything. I I am actually am a pretty passionate person. It probably does not come across because I am more shy. And, and also I, when I get in conversations, I tend to like let that negativity take over and Tell myself I'm not good enough, so just sit back and let other people talk. Um, But I'm actually, I'm pretty passionate about certain things. Like, I am very passionate about women doing all that they can do. Like, I feel...
1: Equal rights and...
2: Yeah, but it's just... I want women to never feel bad... I never want them to feel like they are less than and stuff, and so I mean, even with I mean, doesn't matter what your political view is. I'm like, I think it's something to celebrate that we have our Kamal Harris is our VP. I mean, I think it's it's huge that we have a woman in this position, and despite your political views, if you don't like her or like her, whatever, but it's still something to be celebrated that we have a woman in that position. I think it's just it's, it extends beyond women too. I don't. I think because how bad, I, like how much me not feeling good enough has made me feel through my life. I don't want other people to feel that. I don't want people to feel that for any purpose, if their skin color, their if they're an immigrant, if they're you know sexual preference. Like I just feel very passionately about. People not getting discriminated against and to be made feel bad, to, to be made feel bad, to yeah, to, be to be made feel. Oh my God! That, that. <laughs> <laughs> to be made
1: to be made to feel less than, or t- yes. to be made to feel badly. This is like an episode of The Office. <laughs> <laughs> to be headed headed to to <laughs> to, <laughs> to <laughs> heated, headed headed. Oh, my gosh. I'm not editing
2: anything. (laughs) You've (laughs) got to edit that out. Oh, my gosh. I just
1: love that
2: you couldn't figure it out either. To eat to... I don't see
1: my coworkers eating to this (laughs) right
2: now. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so to... (laughs) I'm not even going to... Okay. Skip over that.
1: Just say to be... To to be made to to feel less than... Less than,
2: yes. (laughs) To about any reason like and i know that's very like um a big issue right now so it's you know might be sick about hearing about it but it's still something i feel very passionately about and uh, passionate
1: enough to get into some internet fights
2: over i have yes but that's <laughs> 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 ridiculous though that's i we know we're t- total strangers <laughs> both. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> Getting in the internet fights is so dumb.
0: But. Don't do it, people. And you know what? As we get older, we have fewer outlets to, like, vent our aggression. So, you know. It's true. And especially, yes,
2: a stay-at-home moms who are deprived of human interaction from adults most of the time. So You <laughs> we...
1: better love Kamala so much. <laughs> I'd go home and be like, Bonnie, don't do it. <laughs> Nothing good is going to come out of <laughs> it.
2: It was a brief moment, and then I got over it. I just got really more passionate at that time, but I haven't done it for a long time.
0: I love that that was your answer for what you're passionate about because I've got a daughter. She's four, and she is fiery. Holy smoke. She has this crazy attitude and this personality, and she's so sassy. She's going to
2: like be a boss one day. I want it's...
0: her exactly the way you just described that. I don't want her to ever think that she can't do something because she's a girl yeah. or because she's a woman. I want her to think that she can do anything.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, I just love that you're passionate about it. And I know you are. Like, I know from the things that we've talked about and that you do have a passion for that. And so, you, I just think it's great that you aren't just saying it just for the podcast, but like you're voicing what you really do believe. Um, do you have any...
2: You have any beef you want to hash out? Oh gosh, this might my... to be old beef. Oh yeah, because I can't I'm... be like no.
1: new beef. Like I forgot to pick up Amelia. And <laughs> <laughs> any old beef you want to hash out? This might get kind of awkward. Just...
2: Well, we didn't even know each other in high school, so I have absolutely no beef with it him in still high school.
0: Lots of the beef we've been talking about oh, happened after time. high school. Yeah. Like. yeah.
2: No. Well, yeah. Well, the th-
0: beef was after you guys were married.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. If it comes with Gonzo, I have tons of beef. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean, have any beef with me? I don't think so. I mean, you did bring up that one thing that you bruised my foot that one time, and I totally forgot about that. That was the first time we met. It was. I, that's crazy.
0: We uh, met like, the first few weeks of sophomore year in high school. See, I was we all, were at Teresa Farmer. So Teresa Stone...
1: House. Teresa Stone at the time. Yeah.
0: So we were at her house and there's tons of people. We were playing, I don't know, like British Bulldog or something in her backyard. Yeah. And I remember I had no idea who you were and I had no idea who Christina was. And I was like, holy crap, these girls are like full on trying to like tackle me and wrestle <laughs> me. And I like, I fought back and I bruised you.
2: Feisty girls. Yeah. And
0: I'm sorry I did that. It's
2: okay. I actually totally didn't remember until you told that. But, <laughs> but yes, you gave me like a huge bruise on my foot. <laughs> It was like almost broken, pretty much. Yeah. But, um beef uh, in high school? No, I mean, like I said, I, or any old beef? Oh. I've, I don't think so. I mean, people may have beef with me, because like I said, I had a hard time maintaining friendships, and like,
1: if you have beef with Bonnie. Send us a voice message, <laughs> and she'll reply to them. Like, I can say... She's to an internet fight with you about it. <laughs> I
2: had, like, um, some good f- friends in high school, and I, I mean, I'll, I, I don't know if they're listening, sorry, but, you know, Ashton Rose and Camille Jensen, like, I feel... You, you want them to come on? You can try. I would I've never, I've never seen them If on any Facebook of you guys on our Facebook
1: fight. group are friends with them, invite them on to the group.
2: But we were friends and then I just kind of pulled away and I probably hurt their feelings, honestly. And I really do feel bad, but I think about it a lot. But yeah, I just had a hard time with those friendships sometimes. So (laughs) just maintaining them and...
1: (sighs) Do you have a fun story that you wanna share? Oh
2: man, I mean... Like I said, I don't know. That time in my life is kind of... <laughs> um, I know everybody's saying high school stories. I don't think I It doesn't I have, have to any. be a high school
1: story. I'll tell a story. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <gosh. laughs> so Steve and I... This is probably right when I got home from my mission. So this is well past high school. It's like 2009. And Steve and I are, went to the Halloween party with like a whole bunch of people and you were there and but you were dating someone else at the time okay and okay like you were wearing that jasmine costume <laughs> oh my gosh and at that point i made myself a mental note it's just like next time bonnie's single <laughs> look her up <laughs> <laughs> was that like tyler's halloween party it i think so you it like, was somebody's halloween party yeah so like uh But I remember I spent a lot of time around you at that party. (laughs) Tyler was like DJing, he was like doing other stuff and it was like, mental note, next time Bonnie's single, look (laughs) around.
2: Yeah, I think it was not so long, I think a week after that relationship ended, you were (laughs) sliding into my DMs there. Yeah.
0: Every night when Gonzo kneels down to pray, dear God,
1: Make her break up with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. It worked, It yes. did. So, yes, for you kids out there, it's sliding into people's DMs works sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gosh, well, Bonnie, thank you for taking the time. And thanks for just making it, making it so easy for me and Gonzo to do this. This is one of my favorite things that I get to do. And you are a huge part. Of making it possible so
2: no problem and
1: she's been like back back editing or producing she's like after each episode so she listens to each episode and she's like you should ask more about this or you should do like um giving, or feedback, giving feedback yeah. to each episode so we well, appreciate that
2: yeah the episodes have been great and i'm happy to support them so i would
1: who would you
2: like to do? I'd just say, like, the episodes have been great. I think you guys have talked to a lot of people you have been friends with, and so I would encourage some people that you guys didn't know in high school yeah, to reach out, and I've said, take the yearbook, pick a face you don't know, reach out to them, and, but, because, yeah, I think it, we can get some...
1: I think um, we'll do it. One of those things that... Amy was saying too is like oh I compare myself to the people that you've had on and I, I feel I'm, like, I'm not as interesting or you know I wasn't but, like the stories that you have to tell the things that you've learned is very interesting mm-hmm. and it's just like you were saying you like didn't love high school you in fact hated it but I mean I loved hearing uh, some of the stuff I've actually we, we've been married for almost 11 years and it's, I've heard some of this stuff for the first time tonight. Don't Suppress like, some wait. things, I guess. <laughs> you
2: were drinking. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that part. Probably doesn't I know all cool. the details, but no, I think that a lot of the stories have been. High school was great, and which is great, I think those are good stories to share. But you know, some variety, some people who maybe wasn't the most enjoyable time for them. So if there's any people out there like that, I encourage you to reach out and.
0: share your story we've tried i mean and i know that gonzo has been really active on that facebook page but it's like we would love to talk to people that we don't know or didn't know very well i would love to have people on that i was not super close with and
1: i hope that as because honestly the people that we've had so far have been for the most part our friends that those are the people who felt comfortable saying yes to us to say like yeah i'll come do the podcast Hopefully, as people are listening to the episodes, they can feel more comfortable and with Bonnie sharing and some and Amy sharing papers, too, yeah. that they can feel more like I don't have to be like a scientist. I don't have, even, mm-hmm. you know. No, I, I mean, know we're talking, Raffi, you're awesome, but you know, it's like, we're not like, talking crap about you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to be Raffi to like come on the podcast. Or like people thinking that they yeah. have to
0: have memories with us. I think that's what yeah, people are exactly. like, oh, I don't have any memories with yeah. Steven Gonzo. It's like we, it does, I don't know, I love when Bryson shared his voice memo. It was that, was really like, funny, yeah. that was really funny and had nothing to do with us. And I was laughing and I thought that was just great. And I like my little peek behind the curtain of the emails that we get, like we send emails back to the people that email us, of you know they'll they'll reach out and then Gonzo respond, and then I'll check the, like oh Gonzo responded, so then I'll be like hey it's Steve, but there are some super funny threads, um, that i that we've seen through email, and we've also had some people turn us down and not want to be on the show, so hopefully yeah, anybody that has any kind of interest just know that we we'd love to have you on and we'd love to just just ask you those same types of questions and learn from you and there's zero judgment on our end we just like to learn from everybody
1: yeah and really what's interesting is how people are changing and the lessons that they've learned in life you know and that is really interesting i'm i'm more interested in that than you know a funny high school story even though those are really fun but to me, what piques my interest is what are the things in people's lives that that drive change, you know? It's like Bonnie being a mom is like push pusher to say, like, this is, I want to be this kind of person. It's like, now I'm like hardcore feminist, like <laughs> butt-kicking, like lady power. 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 You know, but it's just like, when we first met, she's just like, I don't care anything about politics or any social issues. I remember she's like, eh, you know, it's like, that's, I don't care about anything like that, but it's just the last few years. It's like, she's found this, these passions that like having girls and seeing maybe injustice in the world. Is just like, also
2: add being married to you. Like I'm, that's, I'm grateful to be married to you. And because of your, because you're an immigrant, I like, I don't, I would say like in the, I'm I'm not a racist person at all. And I would say most people feel like that, they're not racist and but I feel like what we're being kinda more aware of today is that you can not be you may not be racist, but you're racially, you know, insensitive and stuff like that. And just knowing how you felt and stuff like that, it's opened my eyes to different lives, you know, how different people live and stuff like that, so I'm, I, I don't know how to say this, I just, I'm grateful to you, to be married to you because of your being an immigrant. I think it's a positive thing and stuff. I think it, you know, you can have so much to teach our children and stuff because of your view and stuff and what you've been through and stuff like that, so yeah, it's my being a mother, but also being married to you is... thanks (laughs) Oh,
1: thanks
0: <laughs> and he's also like really good looking it pretty, pretty, pretty handsome yeah, <laughs> thanks guys <That's> so good.
2: <laughs> well
1: Steve what did you think of the conversation uh-huh. the Bonnie's still here with us I thought it was
0: great <laughs> there's stuff that I knew a little bit kind of like you said I didn't know a lot of that stuff about Bonnie and I have memories of her at times through high school, like being in different parts of the groups, but I didn't, I don't think I got super close to you or close to no. Bonnie. Yeah. Um, and so it was helpful to me to hear that experience of high school and being able to couple that with how I've known you for the last several years. Mm-hmm. And I I appreciate that. I appreciate people being willing to be open and honest and not just trying to make themselves look a certain way because kind of like Brady alluded to is like I could think yeah when I was in high school I thought I was you know you can make up whatever you want and I I appreciate how you were just like I didn't like high school very much it was not a good time in my life yeah. and I think that it would be really easy to just make something up and make you know make the story sound more intriguing or, or better in some way so I appreciate that
1: well Thanks for listening, I guess. This has been episode 10. Again, if you'd like to be on the podcast, please email us, jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know where to listen. We don't have another voice memo. We're out of voice memos or funny stories. So no pearls of wisdom from Bishop Levitt this week. Um, but I'm sure he'll, he'll send us something soon. <laughs> well, Bonnie, I love you. Thank you for, thank you for being on and, and being so open.
2: You're welcome. And I love you too. (laughs) Love you too, Steve. Love (laughs) you, you, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. night.
1: night. You'll hear from us again soon. Bye.